0: Chapter 18 of Curly Carson Listens In by Roy J. Snell. This LibreVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Penn. Chapter 18. The Stormy Petrel Gets an Answer. The dash of rain, which beat like a volley of lead upon the fuselage of the seaplane as she rose above the spray, lasted but a moment. Just a warning of what's to come. Vincent called through the tube. Think we could run away from the storm? "'We'd just get lost in the ocean and not know what location the radiophone,' grumbled his companion. "'Better keep circling. We can get above the storm if we must.' Once more the weary circle was commenced. With little hope of sighting land, Vincent still fixed his gaze upon the black waters below, while well, he sent the flash of light, now far to the right, now to the left, and now straight beneath them. "'Someone must have caught our S.O.S.' "'he told himself. "'We ought to get sight of their lights pretty soon. "'But then,' his hopes grew faint, "'not many ships in these seas "'might not have heard us, "'might not be able to reach us, "'might—' "'He broke off abruptly. "'A blinding flash of lightning "'had illumined the waters for miles in every direction. "'In that flash his eyes had seen something. "'At least, he thought they had.' Some craft, away to the left of them, a craft which reminded him of one he had sailed upon many a time, his father's yacht, the Kittlewake. But of course it couldn't be, he told himself. Nobody'd be crazy enough to— A second flash illumined the water, but this time strain his eyes as he might. He caught no glimpse of craft of any sort. Must have dreamed it, he muttered. He closed his eyes for a second, and in that second saw his sister Gladys clearly mirrored on his mind's vision. She was staggering down a pitching deck. "'Huh,' he muttered, shaking himself violently. "'This business is getting my goat. I'll be delirious if I don't watch out.' Again he fixed his gaze upon the spot of light as it traveled over the water. He had kept steadily at the task for fifteen minutes was wondering how much longer the gas would hold out, wondering, too, whether the storm was ever going to break when he caught the pilot's signal in the tube. "'How about trying another message?' his companion called. "'Up here?' he asked in dismay. "'I know. Awful dangerous. But we've got to risk something. Lost if we don't.' "'All right, I'll try,' he began cautiously to unbuckle his harness." Scarcely had he loosened two of the three straps, which held him in place, when the plane gave a sudden lurch. Having struck a pocket, it dropped like an elevator cage released from its cable, straight down. "'Oh! ah! Oh, he exclaimed as he caught at a rod just in time to escape being hurled away. "'Gotta be careful,' he told himself. "'Awful careful. Have to hold on with one hand while I work with the other.' feet'll help too when the plane had settled again he loosened the last strap then began with the utmost caution to drag himself to the surface of the plane above him once a vivid flash of lightning showed him the dizzy depths beneath him he was at that moment clinging to a rod with both hands his legs were twined about a second thus he hung suspended out over two thousand feet of air and as many fathoms of water For a moment, a dizzy sickness overcame him, but this passed away. Again, he struggled to gain the platform above. This time, he was successful. Even here, he did not abandon caution. The straps were still about his waist. One of these he fastened to a rod. Then, with one hand, he clung to the framework before him, while with the other, he worked at the task of adjusting instruments. "'Slow business,' he murmured." maybe it won't work when i get through maybe too damp maybe it suddenly he found himself floating in air like the tail of a kite only the strap and his vice-like grip saved him the plane had struck another pocket he was at last thrown back upon the platform with such force as dashed the air from his lungs and a large part of his senses from his brain after a moment of mental struggle he resumed his task He worked feverishly now. The fear that he might be seriously injured before he had completed it had seized him. Now, he breathed at last, now we'll see. His hand touched a switch. The motor buzzed. Ah, she works, she works, he exulted. Then, with trembling fingers, he sent out the signal of distress. He followed this with their location, also in code. Three times he repeated the message. Then, snapping on his receiver, he strained his ear to listen. Oh! His lips parted. He was getting something. Was it an answer? He could scarcely believe his ears. Yet it came distinctly. Yacht, Kittlewake, Curly! Just at that moment, the plane gave a sickening swerve. Caught off his balance, the boy was thrown clear of the platform. The receiver connection snapped. He hung suspended by the single strap. Madly, his hands flew out to grasp at the pitching rods. Just in time he seized them. The strap had broken. With the agility of a squirrel, he let himself down to his old place behind his companion. To buckle on the remaining straps was the work of a moment. Then, in utter exhaustion and despair, he allowed his head to sink upon his chest. And I was getting... getting an answer, he gasped. His companion had seen nothing of his fall. Glancing behind him for a second, he saw Vincent in his seat in the fuselage. "'One you come down for?' "'Got shaken down.' "'Get anything?' "'Was getting.' "'Queer thing, that. Got the name of my father's yacht in the word Curly. Then the plane lurched and spilled me off. Jerked the receiver off, too. Queer about that message, "'Thought I saw the kid awake on the sea a while ago. "'But then I thought it couldn't be. "'Thought I was getting delirious or something. "'Going back up? "'I... i "'In a moment or two I'll try.' "'A few moments later he did try, but it was no use. "'His nerve was gone. "'His knees trembled so he could scarcely stand. "'His hands shook as with the palsy. It is a terrible thing for a climber to lose his nerve while in the air. No use, he told himself. I'd only get shaken off again, and next time I'd be out of luck. Shame, too, just when I was getting things. Again he caught his companion's call. Storm's almost here. Guess we'll have to climb. Even as he spoke, there came a flash of lightning which revealed a solid black bank of clouds which seemed a wall of ebony. It was moving rapidly toward them, was all but upon them. Better climb, climb quick, he breathed through the tube. End of chapter 18